you know, so what I would say to myself basically is to love myself enough to walk away, mm. um, you know, from abuse, to make the right choices. Mm. What's up everybody, it's your boy John David and you are listening to Become Podcast. Welcome to episode number 15 um, and it's been a minute. We are celebrating Women's Month and we're going to have some women guests for the, for the next few weeks um, and what a way to start it by welcoming to the mic no one else but Dawn Fish, welcome. Thank you so much, thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I, I think um, uh, we were doing some research of who do we get, uh, we only have about four weeks and we had to get four kids and it was much more. But you know, I was mentioning it and I remember it was another case in the shop. And they were like, yes, get her, get her, get her. <laughs> um, and on our way back, I was I was, I was was like on the drive you told her. And I think um, just having that conversation in a short minute, guys, this episode is going to be so much fire. Um, don't, for those that don't know you, tell us a bit about you and then where you're from. Well, um, I am doing fish. I am a mother, a grandmother, um, a wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> a daughter, an activist for women's rights, mm-hmm. and I'm a woman of God. Um, I love Jesus, mm-hmm. and um, I love serving people, um, and I have a passion to empower and to educate, and to be part of the living process of Kosovo. Yeah, um, and uh, you, you also have some, some years behind you, I think um, you've been working with young people, with women, for probably more than three years and hours ago. What made you uh, start this whole journey? Um, wow, well just going back, you know, if I look at um, where it all started for me, in serving the community. Um, I was still married, I was you know, in my first marriage, mm-hmm. I was in an abusive marriage, and these little kids used to come knock on my door from the Philippi farms. Mm-hmm. I lived in Wisket at the time, and they were hungry children. And I just started cooking meals for these kids, and every day more and more kids used to come and join. And then I used to collect clothes from the church, and I used to get donations, and I used to allow them to wash, and I used to, you know, just. I have talks with them mm-hmm. and, and that is where my, my passion started growing for, for people and to help people. And serving those little kids is what kept me staying in my place of marriage. Wow. And then further on I started working more and more with children living on the street, uh, feeding the, the homeless people that come in the town centre in Mitchell's Place. Yes, yes. And then from my um, work with, with the homeless and with children, I came to hear about an organization that was going to be launched mm-hmm. in 1995 and um, that was an organization to work specifically with abuse women. And so I applied for it. I didn't know what was going to happen. I've just come through 12 years of abuse in my marriage mm-hmm. and come through a divorce. And I just flew into the unknown, just applied, didn't know what was going to happen from there. Mm-hmm. And then I was invited to an interview and um was accepted it was one of 12 one of 12 that came at that to go for a two-year training yes. 
um, over 50 women who are in this interview. So I was through blessing and truly, a, a, you know, part of God's greater plan for my life. And so, yes, I flew to the unknown. I didn't know what was going to happen from the onwards coming through with the divorce, three young children at the age of 27. Um, and I just had to trust God. I just said, and I took that leave of faith. It was a full year training course, Monday to Friday, full time. You know how I was going to get back to school, how I was going to feed them, but God. And yeah, so I started working with abused women, educating, empowering, training, counseling, support groups. Yeah, and that was the work that I was doing. Um, you know, in Mosaic at the time, the organization I worked for. And so that is when it really started for yeah, me. I've done a bit of reading um, about it and, and I'm just thinking like, they also like trying to prevent and reduce uh, abuse and domestic switching in, in the local community. But uh, the, one of the questions I would, I would like to, to ask is that for the years that you've been there, I mean, you, you have about more than 20 years, would you say that abuse got more or would you say that uh, people became more aware about the abuse that was happening um, in this in this time that you've known it back then yes. and to where we are right now? That's always a, a common question. Mm -hmm. People are asking is abuse on the rise or is it putting on the rise? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's both. Um, because there is so much back then when I was caught up in my piece of marriage. There wasn't much education going on around gender-based violence, around um, domestic violence and abuse. Um, now it's on, you know, every, it's on television, it's on the radio, it's everywhere around us. And so people obviously become conscious, yes. um, you know, if, if an abuser was switched on the TV, switched on the radio, and she hears, you know, someone talking, um, it's like, wow, she can identify with it. And, there's numbers being given, there's organizations, and she can reach out and she can seek help. And that's important. And so I believe that it's both. You know, reporting is on the rise. Uh, more and more women are reporting, more and more women are seeking help. But also, there's also an increase in the um, More and more. And people often ask, why? You know, why is abusing on the increase? And that's a whole. That's a whole you know, different avenue on its own. But I think it is that more and more women are reporting, more and more women are less scared to report. You know, it's always been a taboo topic. You don't talk about it outside of your own. Um, you married, it's your bed, you made your bed with lines, swept under the carpet. And, you know, when mothers are telling their daughters, do you think your father never abused me? I get I stayed, you know, yes. and all of that. So why do you want to leave? Yes. And we often find that mothers are the less supportive of their daughters who are experiencing abusive marriages. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think in, in, in you see families and like, I've seen it personally mm -hmm. where a divorce, you know, really out on on staying with a person and um, being really toxic. And saying, you know, you just stay. You know, Mama would say, yeah, and stay. And when you listen, when you actually take 
take your time and listen to the to be like your this was some toxic things that you just accepted. Yes. And and uh, you had a voice where you could have said like no, this is not for me. Yeah. So you to come home every night and not be appreciated or throw my food or that. And I think that was and I mean I I I'm living witness this as happened in the house where a mother was saying father was abusive. And I was just like, I'm gonna get old and yeah. you're gonna see what I want. And and I think that one of that one of the stories that I used to read was that way the two children, the, the father was drunk and abusive, and the one third had to be like that and the other yes. even. And that to me is like, what would you say uh, uh, to our younger people that is listening right now, or to our females, because you are speaking especially to females, of, I, I think the, this is the issue that I have, where females like, they literally think they have the power to train someone else. Mm. And then you see 12 years, 10 years down the line, you're like, you're so young. Mm-hmm. You also, I genuinely think that woman, do you, do you have one of the cases, because I know I think, do you have one of the cases where you speak with someone and you just think, I uh, this is a, not a lost case, but it's going to take a while for you to wake up. Do you have all that? Oh, many, many, many cases like that. You know, when a woman's been abused, she comes from counseling. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, the reality is, is that women don't want to leave their marriages. They married this guy because they loved him. Mm-hmm. And when they said, I do, they, you know, wanted a lifelong marriage and relationship with this guy. And then few years, few weeks, few months into the marriage, mm-hmm. abuse starts. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, unbelievable, how can this happen? I love this guy, he's in love with me yes. now, and now he's abusing me. And she compromises herself all the time. Mm-hmm. Because if he um, beats her up because he doesn't like cabbage food and she make cabbage food, mm-hmm. then she's going to stop making cabbage food. Mm-hmm. But next week he's going to have a problem because his pollution was on a wash and iron for Wednesday. And then she's going to compromise herself on that and she does something else again because she starts to think that she's the problem. And so she gives and she gives and she does and she sacrifices but she's always finding something because you must understand that abuse is about power and control. It's a power and control mechanism. It's always about one person in the relationship you know, understanding that abuse is, um, anyone can be an abuser. Um, so just understanding that also keeping that in mind. And so therefore it is always about power and control. One person wants to exercise that power and that control to make sure that you understand and you know I'm the boss here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm the boss here and you will listen to me and what you want to take that you And so, as a marriage obviously continues and the abuse continues, more and more she loses her own self-worth, um, her confidence, who she was. Um, I had a client once who, after that five sessions, I asked her, can you bring me a picture of your wedding, the day you got married? Bring me a photo. You know, and then we looked at the way she was looking down, um, nine years into the marriage, and her wedding picture. And you could see that she looked like 20 years older. Wow. You know, than what she looked on that wedding people, mm-hmm. 30 years older even. She was drawn, she was she had, you know, her face, she, you know, she, she wasn't even physically caring for herself anymore. Um, you know, and so that is what happens. So we don't condone just leave your marriage, but you know, there is help available. We don't condone divorce. And she doesn't want to actually be. She wants the abuse to stop. And so what does she do to try to stop the abuse? She gives all the time, she comes up and she makes excuses. Um, she justifies the behavior. 
and all of that, you know, and so and so before she knows what's happening, she's completely lost the sound mm -hmm. in who she is. Who she is. And it impacts on the children. Domestic violence is child abuse. And so the child remember is linked emotionally to the mother because the mother is the nurturer and the carer. So she's hurting. The child is hurting. If she has fear, the child has fear. If she is losing the self in the first, the child is losing the self in the first. And so death is impacts on the child as well. Yeah. Um, I will say this. We can see physical abuse. Yes. Um, and there were times we could hide it and the mm -hmm. woman would come. I, I've worked with some colleagues that was in a visual relationship and they would hide it and when you work with them like this car doesn't look normal. Yeah. You can hide it. But I think the the what you can't hide is the emotional and mental and yes. and that damages that oh, people yes. be like, I, I'm fine. Yeah. Everybody can ask them right now, I'm I'm fine. Yeah. What would you tell uh, a, a young girl that, that is coming from not physically being abused but mostly mentally, um, psychologically being abused? What would you say? How do you become mentally independent, or how do you become mentally uh, stronger as a as a female in the society? That I I came through a two years, three years, five years worth of crap, and I've made up today from Monday onwards, um, what would you say the kick will be to become mentally independent of getting yourself the way you start is it, you know, is about like cover your hair. What would you say to this young lady is the kick to become mentally independent? Not needing the affirmation of her husband or saying like, oh, you're beautiful. Or to be, just become mentally strong and actually just start the change. That's quite difficult to say, you know, because a is getting from one individual to another because mm -hmm. all our emotional and and mental makeup, mm -hmm. you know, the psyche is, is completely different from one to the other. Mm -hmm. And so some of us are emotionally stronger than others. Mm -hmm. um, and some of us tend to um, you know, give in to stress, depression, anxiety, you know, panic attacks, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, because we don't talk about it while it's happening. And so therefore we tend to then just get into the depression, etc. Um, however, um, and I got your question is that the sooner that person can see how someone she can trust, someone she can rely on, someone who will listen, someone who will believe her, someone who won't judge her, and just be quick to give advice, um, the sooner that happens to get her. And so there is help available out there. There are organizations um, that can help. There is, um, you know, in the church, you know, um, councils in the church, um, etc. So we are not alone. There is help available. You, you are saying that about the church. Um, we, and, and I will say this, all the way, a lot of times you can preach, you know, laying on hands and it's, it's all good. Um, but you come back to a abusive husband, you come back to your child being on drugs, you come back to your child thinking and saying, rather than my drug, I need to find it's going to be a grandma. And she's a powerful woman of God, but she goes home to the streets. Um, uh, what, like you say, the East Council in Egypt. Um, but what can the church contribute to these people? Because it's really wrong to say, like, you know, the Lord says, you know, trust, you know, trust yes. and believe, 
And but you go home and you're like, I call up the ice. I call up the ice. Like, what do you, and, and this is my first thing. I do think that churches should preach more realistic things. Mm -hmm. Speaking about the abuse or telling them, you know what, this is not right. You come and you want to be like, you're preaching up in the house, you're mentally abusing your wife. And I think we should start preaching more of that than to just be like, you know, God bless you, you know, let's pray for the family. But you you actually know and throwing a blind eye to these issues. Um, where can the church then help our young people, um, our ladies? Um, what, what, what would you say can the church do to extend the hand to our females? Um, yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I hear you and, and I completely with you on that. You know, the important thing is that the church must be able to acknowledge that there is a problem outside of behind the church doors yes. um, and it exists and it's real mm -hmm. and it's impacting that person sitting in your church, in your congregation, that's sitting under your word mm -hmm. and that person, um, you know, is experiencing that. So how do you assist and support? Mm -hmm. um, and so there's obviously to open up the author Mm -hmm. you know a platform um to acknowledge these issues like the job of the renewals but yes. get your female speakers get some testimonies you yes. know people to talk so that people can know this is a real stuff mm -hmm. you know what's happening out there um and then to say and to get your, your people know that this is where you can go for help like in my church for mm -hmm. example yeah. people know in my church i've been given the platform in church wow. to speak you know yeah. about um, the work I'm doing and also to speak around the domestic violence and um, sets of gender-based violence and people, you know, have come here I've done counselling, you know, as women I've walked path with them um, do you need a protection order, do you need a maintenance, do you need you know, do you want to go through a divorce, you know, do you need yeah, that's the practicalities yes. of the situation so find a balance, find yes. that balance between the spiritual and the practical um, the spiritual support is just as important yes. as is the practical yes. support. Yes. And so I need to bring the two together, find a balance, so that she has support all around. Uh, um, um, I think we, we, I would like to keep it really close to, to, to home. And I think women has the, the, the ability to then go through this process, being abused, which she haven't started, which I just didn't like. You know, catch shoot. I just, mm -hmm. I'm looking for my white t-shirt, and yeah. I'm toxic. And now I'm telling you, you better do this. Mm -hmm. And now you, you fed up. You, you go through divorce. The aftermath is that women then tend to take this like, it's all my fault. Mm -hmm. Whether the man goes down with the cutters, she takes it. It's all my fault. Um, and with it, she go for the divorce, and now she has the guilt to the like I've been doing this, I've been doing wrong, she's been, and the guy goes on, he knows his life. And, but what, what do you say to this lady that um, gone through a divorce, um, feel the guilt of people judging her, um, and still have to deal with the hurt or the lost years or picking herself up? I think it's a, and talking about it now, it should be um, so easy just to pick yourself up, just to not even get yourself to a better place, but just to get yourself as a normal human being. What would it, what what would your encouragement be to this woman that has been divorced? Um, um, still have the memories, um, still love the person, um, and still have to pick himself up for from this. Yeah, um, it's a process, right? Um, so I always say to to people who come for counseling, don't even walk in walk here and it's quick fix. It's a process, and so you know, and and quicker we tackle and take on, you know 
the practical means of moving forward. Mm. I've taken the bull by the horns. Yes. And saying that there is a day, you know, and now I need to pull myself together and I need to get control of myself and mm. all of that. So it's about moving from that victim mode, you know, to victim mode, mm. you know, to to survival, you know, because all the time she's been in that marriage and that relationship that was abused, she has been surviving. Mm. And now she needs to you know, get to another level beyond just surviving. Um, and obviously, you know, as, as a counsellor, you facilitate in the process that the work belongs to her. Yeah. And so mm. she needs to make the decisions and the choices. And she needs to make work yes. with that. Yes. And so whether it is getting a job, um, seeking work, you know, to become financially independent, mm. whether it is um, tackling you know, the, the son's problems and the daughter's mm-hmm. problems, and whether it is going for maintenance, you know, all of those kind of stuff, you know, it's a process. And I've also worked with women in a women's shelter. Um, and so, you know, we are led um, sort of, you know, empowering sessions with them, like a support group, mm-hmm. but empowering them. So, and I'll say to them, so you are here now in the shelter, mm-hmm. but you're not going to be here forever. So we need to now plan ahead and so you and I used to say you were on a bus out of your, your home, your marriage where you were the bus dropped you off here now so now you're here but the bus is not come past again you have to get on that bus mm-hmm. you need to move forward to your, to your next destination yes. because this is not your permanent place where you yes. are right yes. now yes. and so let's look at how you're going to move on from here so and, and you know because you're so broken down emotionally, mentally, spiritually um, it's impacted your physical health as well, you know, because with emotional and mental abuse, it impacts your body, your physical health. Yes. And so now you've got to deal with all of those kind of stuff. And so now they can't even think clearly, you know, for themselves, like they get for myself, you know, as a survivor, you know, um, an overcomer, you know, of domestic violence. And it's not an easy task to get your mind clear. And so you need support, you need assistance, you need guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, you need someone to say, okay, look, this is the situation, let's look at it, let's prioritize, what can you do now, what's possible now, and what can you tackle and how do you do that? And that is, you know, how she needs it. It's impossible to do it alone. Mm-hmm. I know it's impossible to do it alone. Um, but, you know, I'm grace of God and God brings people on your journey, places people on your journey for assist you mm-hmm. and support you, you know, and you and get there, but you cannot, um, if you're going to stay where you are at, you're going to sink into depression, um, and we just lose yourself, mm-hmm. and many of us think that they can't move on, but nothing without the partners of their husbands, because they didn't say this, you, are, you will be nothing without me. I took it from your mother's own when you had nothing, yes. and I gave you this, and I did that for you, mm-hmm. and you were nothing, you cannot do for yourself. And they start to believe that it's like being brainwashed mm-hmm. into believing that you can do nothing mm-hmm. without him. And you are nothing without him. Yes. And then you know um, um, I, 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 I see, I told you earlier, I can record for, for days. I've been talking with you now. And I do think in the future we're going we're gonna to have you. And I would also want to uh, have the company work nice and then abuse that we do when people do approach our platform and say we can seek help, we can connect them yes. to that and that's what we always do at the end of our podcast. But before we end of the podcast, I, I told you that uh, one of the questions will be that what is 
what is the one thing that you will tell the young people um, when maybe at the darkest time of your life, um, just the, the day before you make change? What will your encouragement be or what will your word um, be of correction to her right now? If you could have a conversation with a younger version of you, what would it be? Um, yeah. Gosh, <laughs> I would probably say to myself that um, know that I need to love myself enough mm. to make the right choice um, or the right decision. Um, I, I, I'm a strong believer in that I, I don't have any regrets. Mm. Um, the fact that I was a teenage mom, a teenage bride, the fact that I was abused for troubles in my marriage mm. and failed in the first and second marriage, mm. um, you know, because of, you know, certain reasons, you know, of what I call a father who is sinless. Um, you know, so what I'll say to myself basically is to love myself enough to walk away, um, you know, from abuse, to make the right choices, even though I don't, I, I don't believe in the regrets, you know, I believe that everything happens for a purpose, um, the journey is meant to be, um, and whoever comes onto our journey is either there to break us or bless us, um, you know, or teach us. Um, and so yeah, so basically just love yourself. Self-love, right. self-honor, self-respect. Too many of us as women, you know, we want to, um, we expect from a man to love us, mm -hmm. to respect us, to honor us. And when they don't, then we also lose ourselves in the process. So, to, especially to our young girls, you know, um, it's not about walking around practically naked mm -hmm. to seek attention and to be seen and to be accepted and to be loved and to be honored. You know, and all that kind of stuff is false with you. So you look at, look at yourself in the mirror and say, Girl, mm. I love you, I respect you, I honor you. So you get a Kabora Um We can, this, this uh, you know, we have um, females listening, yes. a lot of females, and um, everybody goes in a different type of place. But for the, the, the one girl that is at the point of needing that she, she needs to get hold of, or wants to get hold of you, we can get hold of you um, and help. Well, um, I'm on Facebook, Dawn Fish, mm -hmm. um, and then also uh, my organization I started in um, March, February 2020, mm -hmm. um, Arise, Pain to Power, mm -hmm. um, it's also on Facebook, and then um, I have a number that's available, mm -hmm. can I give it number? We can give it, this is us, Okay, yeah, my number's open, you know, because I do, throughout the lockdown, I've been doing online counseling, okay. yeah. That kind of thing, so it's an open number that people can just connect with me. So my number on WhatsApp is 071-672-7044. Okay. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Don't Fish. Um, we had a blast of the time. I enjoyed it. Um, please do get help. Um, and you know, guys, let's stop the gender-based violence. And women, please love yourself. And we are out of here.